What's up, Slick Talkers? I want to promote a quick little thing that we're doing at Good Morning Hospitality called Good Morning Retreats. This is our first ever retreat, and we are hosting a hospitality training retreat at the Horst Schultz Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. Now, this is going to be July 8th through the 10th, and it's for operators only. So if you're a property manager and you want to actually dive into the inner workings of providing hospitality and not just the operations of your business, then this is what you need to do and sign up for. So go to goodmorningretreats.com in order to get into an intimate setting with other operators just like you. If you go to the website, you'll see the published agenda and other things around the whole retreat. We're excited to host you. And if you're going to the retreat already and you've already confirmed your spot, we can't wait to show you what we have up our sleeves for this event. Now, let's move on to the episode. Thanks for tuning in. And like always, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I was doing a show, Hotel Impossible. I was think I was flying to um, Hawaii to do a show, which is not a bad place to shoot. And I remember reading a magazine and it had a hotel magazine and it had um, about well, and it was talking about this new thing by Delos. And on the board of directors was Deepak Chopra, which is a big mindfulness meditation guru. He's an MD and also was Leonardo DiCaprio, oddly enough, because he's really big into green and whatnot, not only models. And so it was interesting. So they had put like an island together and they were making it well. And I'm like, well, what does this mean? And they were like, well, it means that um, not only is the building like, you know, sustainable, meaning like non-VOC paints and all those like, you know, air filtration, blah, blah, blah. But also um, when you go into the restaurants or the, the eating areas, the nutrition is a focal point. So the size of the plates, are you having positive reinforcement to positive nutrition? Is there access points? Are there bikes? So people can look at exercise and walking trails. Um, mindfulness app. So Deepak Chopra had put like an app together that once you get to the island, you clicked onto the app and it gave you meditations for daily use, vitamin C showers, you know, for healthy body and skin and all these different things. And just like biophilia, which is bringing the outdoors into design. And it like all of this is very evidence-based where it shows that people relax more. People um, are more, you know, they're more proactive, they're more like energetic, they sleep better. And it was so interesting to me. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers. And today I have a guest who is pretty well versed, I would say, in the travel industry, very great expert in the interior design world. And so I'm excited to have her on. Welcome, Blanche. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Will? Living it up. We're, you know, having a nice change in season right now from summer to fall. So it's, it's getting a little, a little different, but it's a, it's a nice change. I like it. I know it's like people are like, oh, but then winter's coming, but I like it. Don't think about the future. Just be in the moment. <laughs> yeah, just be in the moment. That's good advice. Yeah. Slick talkers, if you're listening right now, just be in the moment. Be in this <laughs> podcast. Be uh, here so, with us. Yes, exactly. Uh, as much as, you know, obviously nobody's meeting in person as much as we used to. So be here with us with audio. Uh, Blanche, I'm really excited to have you on because I think you have a pretty well- uh, versed in history into the topic of what we're about to talk about, which is interior design and a lot about travel and hotels and the overall aspects behind interior design. I think 
think a lot of people actually know of or talk about as much. And so I'm really excited to pick your brain. So I'd love to just jump in. What is your background? Let's, let's talk about you for a little bit. Um, so I have a very multifaceted background, but I started in design about 25 years ago and it's like my main love. Um, I started out working for other people. I've, um, went out on my own. I crashed and burned. I, you know, went to work for somebody else and I went back out on my own in 08 when everything was like burning, the world was on fire. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, then I fell in love with, you know, kind of lead, which is like green buildings and that type of thing and building for the environment. So I took my exam for that and became licensed and all sorts of stuff. And then I kind of fell in love with TV and that was kind of a interesting, um, weird way that that happened. And, um, so because of that, I did a show for travel channel hotel impossible, where I designed portions of hotels in 72 hours around the world. And that was crazy. And I did that for five seasons and I fell in love with the hotel business as far as hospitality design. And from there, I've been doing hotels ever since. Um, I got my well certification for wellness and I started implementing some of those um, criterias and attributes into my design practices. And so now I do a lot of public speaking as well as media stuff, as well as design. And we design, um, you know, large, like probably boutique hotels is our main focus. Um, the individual owner, it gives us a lot more flexibility, but we also do branded hotels. We just did a Wyndham trip uh, in Newark, New Jersey. And um, we do a lot of remote design, believe it or not, even before COVID happened, we actually did a lot of hotels that were in different states or different countries. Like I would get calls from California and things like that because of the show I was on and it's international. And honestly, there are some countries that it's just now airing that people are like, oh, I got a call from Saudi Arabia about two weeks ago. And so we get like a lot of interesting phone calls because of it. Um, so no job is too odd to take a look at. And so we do a lot of hospitality, but we also do a lot of commercial and um, residential too. That's really interesting. And I, I think that's kind of a good way to, I want to kind of dive into that a little bit. Like, what is it like designing a hotel in 72 hours or a part of a hotel? It's crazy, but I will let you know that I'm kind of like a jujitsu now. You can drop me in the middle of a forest with like a stick of gum and I can probably design, <laughs> you know, that quadrant of a forest. I've literally gone everywhere and just have designed with different locales in mind, which I love. Um, so my design in Jamaica was very different than my design in Greece, for instance, or that type of thing. So of course, with the hotels, people want to go away to destinations and they want to feel the locale. So you're not as, you know, I'm from New Jersey, um, metropolitan area. You don't want to go to different hotels and feel like you're in New York or New Jersey. You want to feel like you're in those locales. So it's interesting, but we had very small budgets. And so working with like, you know, $5,000 or $10,000, depending on the season and having to hire out of that money, all of your trades, as well as pay for product, um, was interesting. Also, I do a lot of the construction. I have a construction background. I started building churches for people um, 
when I was probably like 12 years old, my dad had passed and my mom wanted to keep me busy. So we were religious. And so we would travel around and do these, what's called quick build. So I fell in love with construction and I learned how to do sheetrock and drop ceiling and electrical and landscaping. So when I worked on Hotel Impossible, I actually did the work with the contractors. And so mm. not only did I do like my own hair and makeup, I was up at 5 a.m. I was also on the construction crew and also shooting the scenes and doing the design and the budgeting and working on the next show. That's an, that's insane. That sounds like so much going it's on. It's crazy because you're like yeah. 19 hour days. Sometimes you're working in sweltering heat. You're yeah. working in hotels that have sometimes like bed mites. That's what we're, we're um, or bed bugs. We're like solving that problem. So it's like, they're solving the problem in the space that you're in all day. So if it's like mold or bed bugs or like they have really like horrible this or staff, you're in it <laughs> working in that. <laughs> and then you just get off work and you're just like, I need a drink. And then you're just still doing AutoCAD for your normal business. Yeah. So it just sounds like you're adding fuel to the fire. They're just nonstop. Just you're in the heat, you're in the moment, but then you're not able to get away because you have to be there and Right. So there were some tense moments. You're witnessing some tense moments or like I've been on shows where I went from a back-to-back show from, I think, I think I was in, um, it might've been Maryland and went to Nashville. And in one show I got bed bugs because of the hotel. We used to stay in the beginning at the hotels we were working on. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know I got bed bugs till I was in the next hotel that we went straight through that I got mold poisoning because Uh, they had mold in the walls and we had to work with a closed space because we were working underneath rooms that needed quiet. What the heck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is that, that, okay. That, wow. I I don't even want to imagine what that would actually be like. I think you have the experience enough for both of us. (laughs) It's exactly what you're thinking, but worse. (laughs) Okay. That's insane. Well, I bet that kind of does help though with on like a different aspect other than the craziness, the creative side to really just jump into a space, observe everything, your senses, your visual, your audio, your whatever, and really just get creative and jump into that and really embrace it. You don't have a lot of time. Like my scouting would be within hours. I'd have to come up with the design. And so you're looking at a place, you're figuring out what the needs are. You're figuring out how would this design drive um revenue you know Mm -hmm. and so that's like the 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 whole thing because the design can't just be pretty it's got to actually be functional it's got to withstand thousands of people coming in and out so even on a short budget or small budget you really still have to design with functionality in mind and with wear and tear in mind right and then second Mm -hmm. of all it has to drive money so revenue to the business so um you have to choose a space that would that would make sense and also because of the different locale i was able to get really creative like if i was in colorado it was completely different like i said than from an island um so you really had to really pull all these different things so when i design hotels now honestly it's easy in the sense of me being able to wrap my head around it. We also work really quickly compared to other design firms. Like usually a design firm will take like what a year to really design a big hotel. We will take months to design a hotel from beginning to end and meetings and, you know, things like that. So we're ordering product probably within about three to four months from when we start the design, which is actually a very quick turnaround. If it's a small boutique hotel, like I'd say like, you know, 25 room keys or whatnot, it could be much quicker than that. Well, I was going to ask too, um, what, 
what is like a key difference or indicator from just like doing interior design to look pretty and then like interior design to actually generate revenue? Because that's actually something I've had interior designers on the show before. And I don't think we've actually covered like the difference between attracting a guest to want to book, but then like actually generating revenue, especially in the hotel. So you want to make their, um, you want to make sure that the location, like if there's a spruce up, right? So a lot of hotels are either dated or your, your um, turnover on design should probably be eight to 15 years on a space. A lot of hoteliers push that, right? But honestly, eight to 10 years is probably perfect to where you should be turning over a design and changing things up. Um, when you do that, you do that in phases. So you want to make sure for the most part that you're working on a phase that's going to make sense for you. So a lot of people put way too much money, for instance, into a room, but they're never going to get that money back on their room rates, right? Or they'll put too much money into a certain space and that's not really what's driving their revenue. So you want to really look at your um, your costs. You want to look at your P&L. You want to look at what's generating your money or where your um, opportunity is. And that's really where you want to focus your design implementation, right? The second thing is where are people resting and how can you improve that space where it gives them more of a feeling like, oh my God, euphoria, right? They do it at um, when you go to a casino, for instance, people spend money. Why? Because they're pumping in air. Um, they're making sure that you're completely inebriated. So there's constantly waitresses walking around and they're just making it really soft and sexy. So when you're waiting in the lobby and let's say there are hotels that have amenities that you are selling or whether it's a spa or something like that, how are you getting the person down to that location? So if it's a spa service that you want to like upsell and people are hanging out in the lobby, you can do that by sense. You can do that with sound. You can even do that with, um, you know, showing kind of like how the design is with like TVs and things like that. And there's just different ways to do it. You could also do it implementing different amenities in the room. And I also go into branding with a lot of hotels. So it's not just the design, it's like these different touchstones that really let people know like everything that the hotel offers. No, that's really good. I think it's really good to emphasize on because just the overall, I think we've seen you probably can explain this better than I can, but like hotels that just have good, decent, you know, attractive look versus like well-branded, well-executed and well-thought-out design and flow. And then also, like you said, the ambiance and the feel and just everything that they do in order to really, because like it's heads and beds is the rule that we talk about as hoteliers. You know, you want to get heads and beds. So of course the room design is really important. You want them to feel comfortable. You want them to be able to ex like justify the spending they are per night for that space. But right. then they feel like they're getting more value when the lobby, the bar, the valet port, the front desk area, all kind of gives them that euphoric feeling of, I'm not just in a room that's nice. I'm in a property that's nice. And it kind of fits their personality or their, their lifestyle. Well, and you want to wine and dine them. Like nobody, listen, mm -hmm. heads and beds. It's the same thing with dating, right? You have to do the whole shebang. So like somebody is not just going to want to stay there unless they get like all of their needs met. And a lot of hoteliers, the problem is, and I run into this a lot, especially with ones that are single owner and they're not branded or they've never done this before. And obviously on the show, we got that a lot. They're like, I was a checkout clerk at like quick check. And I decided my dream was to open a hotel. And I was like, it's easy, let's do it. You know, and you're just like, no, don't do that. Um, and <laughs> the truth of the matter is, is that they need to in 
incorporate and connect the design with the branding. All of it's got to be fluid and it's got to connect because people actually pick up on that. Everything from like sight, sound, you know, um, smell, all of the things have to connect. They have to tell a story and people have to like, be like, yeah, there's like a culture, you know, there's a reason why Whole Foods is um, successful. There's a reason why Starbucks is successful. There's a reason for these things because they built like a, a, a culture. They built an atmosphere that you feel good spending money there. And that's what you want to do at a hotel. Yeah. It's like um, that phrase, uh, dress for the job that you want, but don't have, uh, right. this is kind of like the same Not thing. The with the, have, yeah. 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 But like for the hotel, like if you're a first time hotelier, you know, you don't want to just go in and think, you know, everything you want to look at the successful brands and what they're doing and, and not imitate, but really just dress for the job. Right. You want it. And, that's and make like it your part. own, you know, yeah. and a lot of times people think it's like, well, I'm just going to design, I'm going to use my wife or I'm going to use my friend. And the design is just going to be something really cool that I saw in Miami or a really cool that I saw in like whatever, New York. And then it's a complete departure. So they have like marketing that they're doing, which doesn't talk to anything with design and design that they're doing, which nothing talks to branding and every, they've got these three quadrants and then there's sales, which has not talked to anybody. So no one's talking to each other and they're all sending out different messages and that's the problem. So they all have to kind of connect. It has to be one story. It's very true. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about um, how your well wellness certification and lead practices. Can you kind of dive in? I know I talked to you before before we started recording. Was you know this is something I really haven't heard much on, and so kind of dive into what it really is and why it's super important and why you kind of chose to go this route with. So as well. LEAD is green buildings and we've known about it for a very long time. It was really big in the 70s. It was around longer than it became pop, like really a big uptick in the 90s, right? 90s, 2000s. Um, and then about 2000, I think 13 or so, the Delos company decided to put together um, a rating system with evidence-based design to support people in the environment. So not just healthy buildings, healthy people, right? So they went to the Mayo Clinic and they were like, we believe in this and we need evidence to as why, you know, it, design is affecting and how to affect people, sleep patterns, um, nutrition, wellness, mindfulness, um, not only the buildings. So well, AP is actually, um, I believe it's 10 criteria or 10 uh, different I would say arms to it, right? And it takes into consideration lead, which is like air quality and water quality and all those basics. But then it brought, brought in mindfulness and nutrition and exercise and all these things. So what happened was, was that I was doing the show Hotel Impossible. I was think I was flying to um, Hawaii to do a show, which is not a bad place to shoot. And I remember reading a magazine and it had a hotel magazine and it had, um, about well, and it was talking about this new thing by Delos and on the board of directors was Deepak Chopra, which is a big mindfulness meditation guru. He's an MD and also was Leonardo DiCaprio, oddly enough, cause he's really big into green and whatnot, not only models. And so it was interesting. So they had put like an island together and they were making it well. And I'm like, well, what does this mean? And they were like, well, it means that 
um, not only is the building like, you know, sustainable, meaning like non-VOC paints and all those like, you know, air filtration, blah, blah, blah. But also um, when you go into the restaurants or the, or the eating areas, the nutrition is a focal point. So the size of the plates, are you having positive reinforcement to positive nutrition? Is there access points? Are there bikes so people can look at exercise and walking trails? Um, mindfulness app. So Deepak Chopra had put like an app together that once you get to the island, you clicked onto the app and it gave you meditations for daily use. Vitamin C showers, you know, for healthy body and skin and all these different things. And just like biophilia, which is bringing the outdoors into design. And it like all of this is very evidence-based where it shows that people relax more. People um, are more, you know, they're more proactive, they're more like energetic, they sleep better, blah, blah, blah. And it goes, and it was so interesting to me that I was like, I need this in my life because I was in the middle of also writing a book called Empower Design. And it's basically designing your life 360 from like the outside in. And I was like, this dovetails that. And so I was one of the first group of people to take this test because I literally went back home and I stalked everybody in the Delos company on LinkedIn until I got a meeting with like the vice president. And so I was like, how do I get in? And he was like, well, you need to take the test. And I'm like, okay, I hate tests. What else can I do? And he's like, no, you really need to take the test. So I took the test. It's, it's crazy, but it's super informative and it's very technical. But what I love about it is that it's the future of design because it's about feeling good in your space. It's even like when you're working for a company, could you imagine you're working for a company and they say to you, they're like, well, you have to travel for us. And you're like, okay, good. And you're, and they're like, but if you're gone for more than a week, we're going to fly a family member out or fly you back home so you don't feel homesick. And also when you get home, just so you can make sure that you've recuperated enough, we're going to give you a certain amount of days off so that you can get back into your circadian lighting system and into your circadian body. And so when you get to work, we're going to make sure that you have your own remotes for your lighting system to make sure that like you are, your body is regulated to what it is. And you're just like, wait, what? Like you care about how I'm sleeping? And they're like, oh, and also we're going to give you a discount on this app so that we can regulate your, you can regulate your own sleep patterns to make sure that you're getting the proper amount of sleep at night. And you're like, really? And they're like, yeah. And here's a gym membership and here's like a bike path. And oh, by the way, you know, and here's sleeping pods. So you can take a 10 to 15 minute nap or restfulness during the day to make sure you're not burning out. You understand where I'm going with this? 100%. So you're like, I want to go to work. You're like, this is like, you know, I'm at Google, you know? <laughs> so yeah, Google. that's bas that's basically what it's like. And a lot of companies are jumping in. And so with COVID going on, maybe it was like, oh, this is a cute little buzz and the blah, blah, blah. But now it's becoming even bigger because, you know, I was just having a conversation with somebody like right before this and they were like, well, wellness in hotels, people are putting up the shields or doing the hand sanitizers or cleaning. And I'm like, Yes, that's the tip of the iceberg. That's a reaction to something happening. So COVID happened and that was just a reaction, right? There's cause and reaction. That's a very small reaction. It's like saying somebody punched you. So now you're going to wear like, like, you know, you're going to wear whatever armor yeah. you also, but what are you going to do to protect yourself? And what are you going to do to make sure that you're always on? So you're going to learn, maybe you'll learn jujitsu. Maybe you'll go work out. Maybe you'll set up your whole system so that if somebody that did happen again, you're completely at top form. So that's what wellness does for the hospitality industry. And right now they're just at the precipice. They're just reacting. They're like, 
I'm going to do more sanitizing, make sure the cleaning crew, make sure we separate everybody, put everybody in an igloo and we're good. But it goes deeper than that. Yeah. I was just actually talking to somebody yesterday and we were talking about the future of the industry and kind of like, what, is this a trend? Like the, the, the growth in the industry with hotels and vacation rentals, or is it going to go back to where we were? Um, and I think you brought up a good point. I think a lot of it is a reaction, but hopefully we've, we are seeing by reacting to COVID-19 is opening up the doors to more ways of innovation and creating uh, kind of just like what you were talking about, things and attributes that will set us apart from our competitors, but will also set us apart as an industry and that will you know continue to thrive every 10 years, eight to 10 years, like you said, to redo a design uh, for a hotel or redesign the property to kind of keep up with time is super important. And a lot of places still don't do that. And who knows what other things that, you know, could open up into a new market if they actually redesign and brought in wellness into the property, like you're talking about, because you're hundred percent right. I think COVID-19, we're all working from home. Um, thankfully I'm blessed enough to have a co-working space where I can rent out a meeting room and have it all to myself and be out of the house and be more productive. And, but um, you know, I think you're hundred percent right. We're going to need to focus more on wellness of not just providing a good place to sleep, but like actually getting quality sleep, actually getting quality light and like vitamins and like a lifestyle, having a gym, being able to go ride a bike, uh, do these things that get us out and out of a room. Cause so much we're all the, the whole year we've been pretty much cooped up. So I think um, everything you just said is really important. Well, what's funny is, is that the, the travel industry will become big again. Um, more younger generation or like extras or wise or whatever the hell you want to call everybody, whatever. Um, they want experiences. <clears throat> and so maybe like over 50 or whatever, they wanted big houses and do everything home. And you're going to have that now. Like people are going to, you're going to see in the residential um trend is that people are going to want more of those things at home because obviously we're home more now, but people are going to go back to travel because they want experiences. And so a lot of the like younger generation, they don't mind having smaller homes if they can travel and get these experiences, but they are going to want a quality of life. And COVID has now opened them up to all the things that were wrong about travel, all the things that were wrong about how we did things, you know what I mean? And they're going to be much more aware of those things. And so the hotels that implement even a small portion of some of these things into their, into their branding, into their culture are going to be able to set themselves apart even more because everybody, you know, is doing the screens. Everybody's doing set like, you know, sanitizers. That's like your bare minimum, but what are you doing to actually set yourself apart? Because this is an opportunity. Agreed. And kind of for the a question for my like understanding for lead, like getting a, a, a property that is, you know, lead based and well based, um, is that more expensive for like a hotelier to really take the adventure in or is it actually more cost effective uh, overall? It's more to like expensive um, to do that. I think it's an extra I think they average it at 12% on top of construction costs, um, which could be significant, but yeah. the ROI, depending on what you do or what rating system you go for, you can get the ROI within usually five years. Um, and not only that, I think it really helps with branding 
um, mm -hmm. because that's like, you know, a lead or well building sets you apart completely. And also it helps with retention of your staff. So it's been shown that these types of buildings, especially well, the, the retention of your staff, they're happier and happier people working for you want to stay with you. So the hotel industry is very transient and everybody who works in the hotel industry, unless you're like a lifer and you've been in it, most of the time, the turnover rate is really big. You know, we ran into it even on the show, there'd be these remote little hotels and they're like, we can't get good staff. So imagine your staff wanting to work there and like even buying to like where you have to like literally have a waiting list because of the type of culture you've built. Agreed. Yeah, we talk about that a lot on the show. So I think that's just super important. You hit every nail on the head with that. Um, what I guess now the, the real question and, and for the episode to kind of like help highlight and wrap this up to really just bring value to the audience. What are like two, one, three takeaways that you think hoteliers right now with this COVID era could really start implementing and start executing on, on some of this? I think one thing is um, fitness because people need to be healthy that way. And if you don't have access to a gym space in the hotel, you should probably have some sort of um, complimentary thing that you can guests can go to a gym in the area that they can connect to. Um, I honestly think that you know, some sort of app for mindfulness or something that they can honestly brand themselves and they can call it like hotel, blah, 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 be well with hotel, blah, blah, blah. And it could be something that's really techy that when people check in, just like you can like check your phone and get Wi-Fi that they can connect to. And I think that that's really easy to do. You don't, you don't have to change anything with design to do that. Um, and I think like some other things you can do is like a vitamin C shower. It's literally an adapter that goes on the head of your, um, your shower head and it helps with like healthier hair and skin. And that per room key is really easy to do. And that's a really good marketable thing that you can add on. Um, and then just like, you know, people do like where you go to the hotels and they're like, well, tell us if you don't want us to wash our sheets and it'll save on water and all this stuff like that. Um, but I honestly think that you know, doing the lighting on some sort of smart system for Circadian sleeping, nobody's sleeping right now, right? Everybody's anxious, there's a lot of anxiety. So really you wanna help with that. So we understand that you're putting in sanitizers and you're cleaning and that's like your basic um, human need, right? Like your body need, but mentally people are stressed out. And so if you can help and, and say, listen, we care about your sleep so much that we're putting like, you know, click these buttons for day, night, or like sleep mode. And within an hour, your lights start lowering or blah, blah, blah. It's very easy to do. Um, it's a little bit of a cost, but I think what it'll tell people is that you care about, you know, their, their mindfulness. You care about their depression. A lot of people are depressed right now. There's a lot of that going on. And I just think we need to meet them somewhere like that. And that's a, a way for them to put it in a more tangible um, method for people to understand. Because if I went to a hotel and that's what they told me, I'd be like, wow, they, this is different. I I've never even seen this, you know? Totally agree. It's, it's all about being more intentional. I think this is we had that like the big slowdown in April, March, where, you know, a lot of people lost a lot of businesses, yeah. a lot of businesses didn't make it through that, you know, two months, but the ones that are still through and making it through and have adapted and started obviously doing basic things like, you know, sanitizing shields, masks, you name it, whatever. Um, you know, obviously they're still, they're still doing that, but I think now is the time more than ever uh, as hoteliers and in the industry is to be more intentional and, and, 
yes, a room to sleep is great and store your luggage and change and shower and do all the things that, that we basic humans need to do. But like you said, this is more intentional. This is more thoughtful. This is more um, hospi- you know, hospitality as a whole. This is what we're supposed right. to do. And we're supposed to be you know, leading get- in this, in this, this is our jam. You know, we're supposed to be the leaders yeah, yeah. in this. And if hoteliers, they don't have to do like a whole, their whole building, like take a block of rooms, yeah. use it as a beta test. You know what I mean? And, and, sure. and see if those room rates actually will generate more cash. And if you can get more room, like, you know, a, more money for those room keys, think about what it would be like for the whole building or maybe, you know, so you could start off slow. A lot of people don't want to put a big investment. So if you think about it like that, you know, I don't think like it's that crazy. Yeah, no. And, and you, you said it perfectly and just goes into you know, this is hospitality. We need to anticipate people's needs above the normal standard that we've had for the last 20, 30, 40 years. And by doing this and testing it out, like we've been, I've seen hotels charge like 60 bucks for a night with that are like really good hotels that should be charging double, if not triple that amount for a basic night in the off season. And so as an industry, like we need to stop lowering our standards to create, um, to create market and by really just being intentional and generate better value and be hospitable and the real sense of thinking above and beyond the regular standard and norm. And this will generate that number. Like you won't have to worry about your rates and having to be competitive with your neighbors are charging 75 bucks a night because you're $180 a night or 250 a night, whatever is going to be worth it. It's going to be because it makes sense. And that's, that's the whole, that's like, if you look at like, like I said, Whole Foods, and you look at Starbucks, people feel good spending that money. They want that experience. So I rarely see it in the hotel industry. There are some hotels that get it, but they're so uber high end that the mass public can't really get there. Right. So there's a way to kind of bring that feeling of thoughtfulness to the hotel industry for like the the masses and will set you apart from your competitors. If you're in a four block radius with a bunch of hotels in a metropolitan area, a hotel that has these type of amenities or really thinks about that, it's gonna set you apart. And like you said, drive a higher room rate. 100%. Well, that's great. This is a, this is a good episode. I think we, you know, covered a lot. And so any slick talkers out there that are really just wanting to learn more, obviously um, I'm going to link everything in the show notes. So uh, Blanche, I have your website. I have all the information. I'll take the show that you were, you know, doing uh, hotel impossible. Uh, I think it's really cool for people to see. And um, so slick talkers definitely check it all out. Uh, If you have any questions, I'll be available to connect anybody to Blanche that wants to get more information and like actually implement some of the stuff that we're talking about. It's really, really important. And I think, you know, you hit a lot of nails on the head with just the way the world is today and how, you know, we can better and be more mindful and thoughtful and hospitable with our intentions as we continue to move forward as an industry. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It was great. And I look forward to any comments or questions that anybody may have. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. 
We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.